0: This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by HelloFresh and by Manscaped. Now, if you're like me, you first learned about live-action role-playing, or LARPing, from the 2008 comedy film Role Models, a great movie, where it's sort of presented as basically a bunch of nerds going to the park and pretending to be knights and wizards and other medieval fantasy-type characters uh, swinging foam swords at each other in battle. Uh, basically an IRL and much more free-form version of a tabletop role-playing game, which to a lot of people comes off as strange and
1: cringy. Maybe very cringy. But the people who do it seem to really enjoy it. Hey, look, they're not harming anyone. Yeah. We used to keep this distilled to one week a year at the Medieval Fair, but, uh, you know, it extends beyond and that. now anymore. there's a
0: Ren Fair every weekend, if you know where to look. Exactly. People do will not want to live in the actual reality, and I don't blame them. Mead actually tastes terrible, and you should stop glorifying it. I've had some okay mead. <laughs> but hey, the people, yeah, they, they seem to really enjoy the LARP. Can't hate on it. And also... it. LARPing isn't just Dungeons & Dragons with costumes and props. Uh, If you strip it down to what it is at its core, it's really just a bunch of people pretending to be other people in some sort of agreed-upon scenario. It's sort of like improv, but it's not necessarily comedic. It typically involves a lot more people at once than your typical improv group. It lasts a lot longer. It's for the players and not for an audience, and the improvisation happens within a scenario that's predetermined to some degree. So I guess not really like improv at all, actually, but... It involves, like, a lot of the same skills and the same willingness to uh,
1: make believe. It's improv in the sense that you're improving ing uh, a second-to-second basis. Yeah. And again, I want to put it out there. I do not judge. Look, they're causing no harm. I don't care. There's, I think it's great they the, have an activity. The few times I've driven past
0: a park where people are LARPing, I I, I laugh, but it's a laugh of delight. Like, hey,
1: it's real. Good for them. <laughs> Good <laughs> I, for I didn't them. know people actually did that shit. Getting out there, touch, literally touching grass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there you go. Anyways, a LARP could really be uh, about basically anything. War reenactments are sometimes described as LARPing events, though both LARPers and war reenactors don't see it that way. Don't call us that. <laughs> but LARPing is really just a bunch of people coming together for a period of time to pretend to be something they're not. And while neither we nor probably most of the Americans in our audience would consider spending an entire weekend pretending to live in a trailer park in Ohio as a good sound and time... A LARP group over in Poland has been doing just that. It's called 4th of July LARP. And looking through their Facebook pages, hundreds of photos, they've done a fairly convincing job. Now, if you didn't know these were all Polish people in Poland pretending to be Americans in Ohio, you might easily be fooled. Though the lack of red cups is a dead giveaway, as is the fact that far fewer of these people are obese than what you would see if you were truly in the American United States of America. Yeah, that's the That's the giveaway. These people look too healthy. They look like they can go to the doctor well, whenever they want. Well, uh, that's the meth. Yeah. That's the meth, Elliot. Uh, of course, some of the pictures, you can't see their mouths wide open, but I'm assuming they're painting their teeth black. Yeah. Uh, even knowing that these people are Polish, though, pretending to be Americans, you might just think that this is a, a themed costume party, like what college kids do, when it's actually much more serious than that. They are offending actual Americans, and these photos will haunt them in the <laughs> past their college years. Putting on America face, huh? Uh, yeah, pretty pretty not cool. Yeah. Pretty not cool. So here's the official description of the event, translated from Polish, of course. Yeah, everything we read is going to be translated from mm-hmm. Polish. Uh, and it's Google translates,
0: so I, I don't know. Some of it's a little vague. Most of it's understandable, though. Here you go. LARP 4th of July is a drama about squandering the American dream. It is a story about hope, about a small homeland, about finding one's place in the community. On July 4, 1776, the United States declared independence. The newcomers from the old continent wanted to create a new state in America built on democracy, freedom, and equality. For decades, millions of people led by the American dream have been drawn to this beautiful country to finally, regardless of birth or social class, become someone else. More than 200 years later, many Americans live under conditions different from what the nation's founding fathers imagined. Barely making ends meet, striving to be family members and worthy Americans despite poverty and exclusion. Although they live on the fringes of society, their home, a small town lined with mobile homes and shaky houses, is for them the essence of land of the free and the home of the brave. This is a story about them. So yeah, it's not just some dress-up party, although they do do those over in Europe and it's We've, seen, we've talked about they'll, those before. They'll order red cups off the internet and, like, pay just, like, an arm and a leg for them.
1: And be like, look, just, like, from the American Pie movies. Yeah, and they'll get, like, they'll go to Walmart and import, like, American flag t-shirts, yeah. like, just want a barbecue and stuff like that. Yeah, I love it. So, but this is a more serious take on yeah, it. Yeah, this, this is a LARP. Yes. So,
0: yeah, it's, and it's a serious LARP. A lot of it gets kind of dark, but... Um, yeah, this yeah. is this is around 70 Polish people staying in character as rural Ohioans for two full days in an immersive setting. The, so the first Fourth of July LARP last year was such a huge success that they got so many signups for year two that they broke it up into two weekends, <laughs> Coachella style. <laughs> this is the hottest thing in Poland right now. Yeah, and uh, the organizers of the event they clearly spent a lot of time planning this year's event, uh, as evidenced by their 2022 PDF guide. Uh, basically, the the game.
1: Uh, manual the game manual (laughs) uh which we will now read from again translated so Yeah. yeah the near future Lincoln County, where Pristine Park is located, is slowly sinking in crisis. Fireworks for Independence Day drown out the social problems the neighborhood is struggling with. The stock market crash and the problems of heavy industry led to the closure of Lincoln Steelworks, which led to a significant increase in unemployment. Politicians and local activists cover up scandal after scandal and play out social tensions to remain in power. Trailer parks, such as Pristine Park, are for many poor Americans a chance for a roof over your head. These estates have a terrible reputation. Their inhabitants are accused of inaction and ineptitude, accused of crimes and escaping into addiction. One who ends up in this trailer park has few chances to bounce back. These people, your heroes, the people of Pristine Park, still feel, despite their misfortunes, that they are real Americans. They want to celebrate on this special day, sing a hymn, hang stars and stripes on the porch, play a football game, eat grilled burgers, and dance to the song Party in the USA. (laughs) Each of the heroes of 4th of July dreams of something. It's a way of dealing with overwhelming reality. Family, recognition of the environment, decent work, affluence, power over others, or at least over your own fate. Thanks to these aspirations, sometimes unrealistic, it is easier to get out of bed every morning. That's why we buy a dollar lottery ticket, deluding ourselves that we are lucky this time. It's also a game where dreams come at a price. Everyone can try to change your fate, but few will actually succeed. Those who will achieve it often pay with sacrifices and tears, like in life. Pretty deep. Uh, Yeah, and they are are pretty
0: accurately describing, uh, you know, the American experience for... um, The hard truths. Kind of the vast majority of this country. Um, Yeah, they're really getting to the heart of it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the guide goes into a lot of depth about what this is all about. There's even a section about how this is not about mocking American poor white trash but actually stepping into their shoes and taking their struggles seriously to participate in a realistic human story. Finally, someone's culturally appropriating us. And uh, my favorite part of this section, they say, 4th of July is not a pastiche full of grotesque stereotypes, such as Trailer Park Boys. (laughs) That's Canadian. We expect realistic play and a serious approach from our players to the topic. In return, we promise a full-blooded slice-of-life drama in which its human problems will have an appropriate emotional weight. Also, trailer Trailer Park Boys is Canadian, guys. Yes. Not American. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I guess it's a Trailer Park Boys
1: international hit. Mm-hmm. They love it over in Poland. Yeah. And uh, just like during the Bush years, when you would travel internationally and say you were Canadian. Oh, like the Trailer Park Boys. It's a, it creates confusion. Now they don't know the difference. Yeah. yeah.
0: So in addition to treating American Trailer Park dwellers with what seems like more empathy than most Americans do, mm-hmm. uh, they're also a lot more sensitive to the kinds of symbolic imagery associated with what they're doing, and how it might be
1: perceived. They're honoring (laughs) them. Uh, Here's a a whole section on the Confederate flag. (sighs) Note, Confederation flag. We realize that the flag of the Confederacy is associated with small town America. And because of this association, you may want to include it in your outfit or trailer decor. Before doing so, please contact us. (laughs) We want this type of symbolism to appear only and exclusively firmly embedded in the plot context, e.g. as an element of the characters with radical right-wing views. We also do not want to publish photos of the flag in the LARP after the game because we don't want the photo to circulate on the web without the proper context. So, I mean, they're taking kind of a more rational approach to this (laughs) than actual American towns. Yeah, we don't want to, uh, you know... It's a hate symbol. Um, yeah. <laughs> everyone agrees that it's a hate symbol, right? It is um fascinating the ability to utilize American viewpoints as a proxy to do something inherently racist, but it's through the the lens of the American experience. Uh, just odd, just an odd thing to, the to Confederate na- flag of. also
0: has like a Also really- it's Ohio,
1: but as we've learned, uh, the Confederacy is Uh, co-opted by people who just want to be racist. The Midwest is
0: full of uh, people who uh, apparently are big fans of the U.S. Confederacy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the Stars and Bars is real popular in um, Europe because there's a lot of countries where the swastika is uh, understandably illegal. But what if there was a symbol that kind of gave off a message that was close enough that you could wave proudly and other people with similar views could see it and be like, that's right, brother. We love Robert E. Lee, don't we? We love, love Robert E. Lee over
1: here in Europe. Big Dukes of Hazzard fans. Yeah. Had. Yeah.
0: But uh, speaking of the characters, uh, again, there are around 70 participants in this LARP, and they're they're not just showing up unprepared. They are expected to start working on their assigned character up to six months in advance.
1: Yeah. This is a commitment, just like with the medieval ones.
0: So, yeah, we found a, a Google Doc of their entire character list for the year, and... Every single character has a backstory, including their relationships with other characters and the secrets that they're keeping from them. Um, this is also a two-day event. So these people are, they're staying overnight in cabins that are meant to stand in for mobile homes.
1: Yeah, I would love to see this uh, edited and filmed properly, like as if it was a real reality yeah. show taking place in America. Yeah. Just to see uh, what was different and how hard they try. Like this would be amazing filmed in like the, uh, al- uh, what is it, the Floribama Shore, Jersey yeah. Shore type... Uh, context yeah so maybe this is a show in the future who knows but some examples of these characters they include a cabin with a husband and wife grieving the loss of their daughter who recently drowned along with their niece who is secretly addicted to drugs and alcohol and has an ultimatum to pay rent by july 4th or move out another cabin has a criminal gang called the red cap crew (laughs) <laughs> Just a little on the nose, yeah. with members that range from hardened criminals to good-hearted kids heading down the wrong path. Uh, then there's a deputy sheriff who struggles to keep Pristine Park as peaceful as possible, but has a niece in the red cap crew. Oof. Another cabin is basically the trailer park's brothel, where the guy is pimping out young women with nowhere else to go. And July 4th is apparently a big day for business. Another cabin has a family with a self-taught lawyer mom who is also an anti-abortion activist, a husband who's super into guns and the NRA, and two daughters, one of whom is an aspiring rapper and the other of whom is an overachieving student with some dark secrets. Like they spent some fucking time plotting this all out. Like they're all based on media that they watched about Obviously, America. Yeah, this is like, like just watching CNN for a week. But and-
0: it, it is wild that like American media has penetrated the rest of the world so much. It's Like if you ask me, or at any American really to like do a LARP about any other country,
1: even even like our neighbors. Like, well, Poland it. would obviously include a uh, a submarine with a screen door. Right. And solar-powered flashlight. How, how many
0: poles does it take to pretend to be American? Yeah. About 70. 70 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, there's more characters. There's a divorced, unemployed dad whose daughter lives with her much more successful and wealthy mother and who is visiting for the holiday. Uh-oh. Uh, there's a war veteran with PTSD, of course. There's an aging former rock star who never really made it, but loves telling stories about life on tour. Uh, one of the character descriptions definitely sounds a bit familiar. Uh, her name's Delilah White, She's a chemist who lost her job at a chemical company and then lost her job as a high school teacher and now has a much more steady source of income that her family doesn't know about, which has the potential to cause her a lot of trouble. I wonder what that could be. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so gender swap Walter White there has a daughter who's uh, gotten really into white nationalism, too.
1: Just like Walt Jr.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, uh, you know, if there there had been a next season,
1: Walt Jr. just gets really into like the alt-right. And who could blame him with a broken family like that and uh, all of the stress that he's dealing with. Just becomes an incel. Yeah. All the focus being on the the newborn daughter. Yeah. Who has a daughter when you have a teenage son? It's ludicrous. It's too Um, much of an age gap.
0: Also, this was the only part that kind of, I don't know. So There is a Latin American undocumented immigrant father and son, which is a a decent character, but this is Poland. (laughs) I I don't know how they cast that one but whatever, okay. Uh, they, they covered pretty much like every possible trope. Uh, you got ex-cons, current criminals, addicts, reformed addicts, conspiracy theorists, gun nuts, prostitutes, gamblers, veterans,
1: hippies, burnouts, and beauty queens. Where Who gets to play the billionaires? There's no billionaires. No, there needs to be one that just continues to there is uh, I an think, escape, but actually has their foot on everyone's necks. I think it was like the, the guy who runs the pawn shop,
0: the guy who's in charge of the Red Hat gang, And then the guy who owns the brothel are like, Mm -hmm. they're the ones that flash money around and everyone's resentful towards it. Best I can do is crippling drug addiction. Yeah. So, yeah, all these people, they all got different jobs and different relationships with various other members of the community. And they've all got secrets. There's lifelong residents of the trailer park. There's people whose uh, failures have brought them there. People who want to get the hell out. And people just passing
1: through. Mm -hmm. As for how anyone is supposed to stay in character for two whole days... Well, that's a great question, and there does seem to be protocols for how to slip in and out of character when need be. There's also safe words, because both romance and violence are part of the LARP. It's America, after all. Yeah. There's entire guides on how to act act out both of these things without being an asshole, including a whole section on stage kissing and another on stage fighting, and how to properly escalate violent encounters gradually, and what happens if knives and guns get involved and someone dies. Uh, basically, if you die, the organizers assign you a new NPC role for the remainder of the event. And if you kill someone, you end up either in jail or on the run from the sheriff for the rest of the event. And uh, also, everyone is expected to remain completely sober, at least during until the after party. Yeah, that's when they let loose. Which, I don't know how you're going to do it realistically without actual drugs and alcohol. That's the commitment to the LARP. It's not as if Americans hold back in real life. So during the LARP, however, there is plenty of non-alcoholic beer as well as candies and white menthol snuff for drugs. You can
0: get hopped up on this snuff, and uh, you drink enough non-alcoholic beers. Um, it's mostly just feeling full, but you will get a slight buzz. You're like 20, 20 or so. I yeah. Think. Yeah. You drink, uh, it's like four or five NA beers is equal to one I know, very 10, light beer. <laughs> it's
1: 10, 10 of them, and it. it as someone who uh, stopped drinking alcohol, yeah. The uh, the thing that they have to put on it, the it contains less than 0.5. A lot of them are uh, way lower. It's just yeah. that they have to put that for legal reasons.
0: Okay, so yeah, so. you're probably not getting drunk. You're just going to get tired. Yeah, it is literally shit. just
1: getting tired. Yeah.
0: So anyway, this year's 4th of July LARP took place over two weekends last month. And uh, so far, the only thing to come out of it is a shitload of photos and uh, one music video. We would expect that for next year's event, outlets like Vice are probably going to want to show up and dock. Channel 5. Docking. Yeah, it's another one. I, I feel like people are going to going to flock to this, especially from the U.S. It's a, Poland is accessible, but not desirable at the current moment in time. Right now, yeah, it's a weird time. Poland's going through, They're going through president, a little bit of... Uh, you know... But hey, that's very relatable. Yes, exactly. We know all about creeping fascism. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I mean, I would be so curious to have a better look at how this all plays out watching a very, you know, stereotypically American scene where everyone is speaking Polish... Be strange, um, but also... Watch, just
1: watch Channel 5's coverage of Sturgis. It, yeah. That's the best LARP you could yeah. imagine. And it's real. Yeah.
0: But yeah, LARPing isn't about performing for an audience, so I would understand why they might be apprehensive about that. It, it's a very pure art form. Maybe the purest. Even with all this planning and work that goes into it, it is done purely for the enjoyment of its participants. It's it, not for anyone else. It's like local
1: theater. You're yeah. doing it because you love it, not yeah. because you have big dreams. Uh, which, I mean, I, you could consider local theater to be a bit of a LARP. Yeah, especially if there's no audience. (laughs) Well, the audience is typically like family members and friends.
0: great job, honey.
1: In LA, it is different because people do have aspirations. But I'm talking about like in Ohio or South Dakota, Georgia, sort of stuff. Yeah, it's like you know, I was a theater kid in high school. Why, why don't I try it again? Yeah, it's fun. I yeah, I remember all the lines from Godspell. Sure, put me in, coach. Anyways, of course, for as much planning and research uh, seems to have gone into the 4th of July LARP, it's pretty much impossible for anyone living on the other side of the world to ever truly convey the American experience. This country is simply too weird in too many ways, and there's no need to make up fake characters when characters like the ones that we regularly cover on this show exist in real life. And let's check in on two characters that we haven't heard from in a while who we assumed were finally keeping a lower profile now that they're looking at serious criminal consequences for all of their dumbass bullshit. Yes, it is in fact time to hear about Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman's latest stunt, which was so pathetic and so unsuccessful that for once it did not garner a single media write-up, even from outlets and journalists who used to actually enjoy keeping track of these guys. So it seems the only place that this latest Wall-Berkman blunder even garnered any attention at all was on Twitter, where Daily Beast reporter Roger Sollenberger tweeted out a press release screenshot, and News 2 Shares Ford Fisher seems to be the only person who actually showed up with a camera to see what the hell this was all about. Um, also, this happened three weeks ago. We, we just forgot to cover it, yeah. and then we went on break.
0: Yeah, it was in my bookmarks, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about Jacob Wolf. and Bogart, whatever. What
1: better time than now?
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyway, first, that press release. Uh, let's read... Here we go. For immediate release, Jack Berkman to address public in faltering health following 30-plus day hunger strike. <laughs> Jack Berkman, having lost more than 65 pounds and all his hair, will give a press conference on the robo-madness as his health deteriorates. In what may well be the saddest event in Washington in 2022, <laughs> celebrated lobbyists, celebrated lobbyists, Jack Berkman is withering away after more than 30 days of a hunger strike. Quote, He has vowed to stay the course on this until the New York AG and the FCC drop their pathetic Ku Klux Klan lawsuits against him and me, said Jacob Wool, his longtime dear friend and partner. (laughs) Dear friend. (laughs) Jacob
1: again writing this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The New York AG's office has accused the dynamic political duo of violating the Klan Act and of making robocalls Robocall's calls to the New York City metropolitan area in 2020. Maintaining his complete innocence in the matter and strongly asserting his First Amendment rights, Berkman in mid-April vowed to consume nothing but his usual perrier with lemon until both the New York AG and the FCC dropped their respective lawsuits. Already, the effects are becoming clear. A gaunt to 147 pounds and confined to a wheelchair, Berkman is a barely recognizable shadow of his once formidable self. His doctors maintain that life beyond early July will be unlikely if Berkman stays the course. Quote, I hope the American left is finally thrilled," Wool said. "This nation is on the verge of losing a giant.
1: There will be a lonely place against the sky."
0: You know what he means by that?
1: Don't you it's have to like quote actually get the attention of the people that you're protesting against when you? Uh,
0: yeah, that's usually a pretty key part of it. Um, the FCC is like, what happened? That's why it, most hunger strikes happen like in the guy prison investigating?
1: and whatnot. Yeah, uh, in his own private residence, without telling anyone, is doing hunger sh- hunger strike. Perrier with lemon, you say? Mm. Mm. All right, so at this point, you're a fool if you believe for a second that anything in that press release is true, aside from the fact that these guys are in serious legal trouble. There's simply no way that Jack Berkman is starving himself to death and has become bald and wheelchair-bound in the process. And in fact, before the press conference even happened, YouTuber Prank Stallone of the channel Not Even a Show reached out to Berkman for an interview via video chat. He essentially just wasted Jack's time for five minutes, and Berkman is clearly wearing a bald cap on his head and seems to be very poorly pretending to be sick or whatever. It's unclear why Jack Berkman would agree to an on-camera interview before the actual press conference in which he demonstrates clearly that the press conference is pre- predicated on a lie, <laughs> thus rendering the press conference completely pointless, even for even the most curious journalists. But it, look, these guys have never been all that bright. No. It's just literally another harebrained scheme. Yeah, they're uh,
0: diminishing returns. It's been diminishing returns for these guys for like four years at this point. And uh, it's
1: it's just getting sad now. The, dep- the desperation is sad.
0: Yeah, you can smell it.
1: I've been starving myself of content for 30 yeah. plus days. I think that, I mean, yeah, they've been starving themselves
0: of schemes. Yeah. It's, it's what, they're powered by schemes. So yeah, <sighs> Ford Fisher of News to Share, the one remaining journalist willing to show up to Jack Berkman's house for these things. He might just live really close by. Uh, once again, showed up. And basically just ended up having a, a brief conversation with Jacob Wool outside where he kind of just restated what the press release said. Uh, and then Jacob wheeled Jack Berkman to the door for like a couple seconds to groan and pretend to be sick. But uh, this time he didn't even bother with the bald <laughs> cap. Just he wore a hoodie covering what is obviously still a full head of hair. And Jacob was also smirking the entire time that Jack was doing his like sick person act. So complete waste of time. It's doubtful if even Ford Fisher will bother showing up to the next one of these, and that's even if there is one, in which case, this would be the final Wool berkman press conference that anyone sees before their inevitable prison sentences, which might be some long prison sentences. So it's um, a... End of an era. Ignoble, uh, yeah, way to go out. Uh, I mean, look, these press conferences were never anything more than a shit show, but at least they used to be kind of fun. You look they forward to a fun to it. shit show. Yeah. There was twists and turns, and then they, uh, I don't know. I think they eventually got in on the joke, or they thought they did, and um, I don't know. It was a, There was a sweet spot after the Mueller one, but, like, before... I think the last I think the, one... Was, I think the Elizabeth Warren the, one That might, was, like, the pinnacle yeah, of... Yeah, where they they paid some dude on Craigslist to say that Elizabeth Warren um, had a BDSM relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, al- he also did some Stolen Valor. Uh, yeah. And that was a good
1: one. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the one with Milo, uh, who apparently now uh, is interning for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, he's straight now, and he's, a, he's the 35-year-old intern. Yeah, um, which is, I didn't think it could go even worse, but yet here we are.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a joy that office must be to be
1: yeah, in. Yeah, like Marjorie hey, Taylor... Hey, Milo, can you get me some coffee? Well, yes, I will. Well, so the thing is is like she's as it is very sad that she is uh portrays herself as be and is very evil online. The fact that she has to bring in a, a, someone who is historically a provocateur yeah. to really beef things up is uh uh it, it makes me a bit nervous about the uh how far she's willing to go. Yeah, and it's like the thing with Milo is like he was
0: kind of a pariah even among the people who used to love him because he i mean uh, he did an appearance
1: with jack uh berkman yeah. and jacob wall
0: it's real, some real rock bottom shit yeah so, so
1: marjorie taylor green keep an eye on that whole thing Ugh. yeah
0: so yeah i mean yeah very low effort uh work from woolen berkman um it's probably last we'll hear of them before they i don't know when they're getting sentenced i would assume soon because we've been this... talking about it
1: for a while but also time has been moving very slowly so I yeah
0: yeah, that's that'll be I hope they film that court case. Like, especially after this Amber Heard, Johnny Depp one, I'm I'm on principle against having cameras in the courtroom, but I changed my mind for this case. Yeah, because this is this would
1: be a fun one. Cause like you would assume they're gonna be representing themselves. Yes. It's gonna be a real circus in in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Because hopefully justice will be served. Well, I believe I believe that Jacob Wool's dad is a lawyer.
0: That would so be So that would be bring him in and his girlfriend Breck. As, uh, you know, their legal assistant. Um, I would like to present
1: (laughs) the 2020 sexy calendar that I posed for (laughs) as evidence that I would never tell a lie. Yeah, look at that. My son is an upstanding citizen. Would you believe that a 55-year-old man has a
0: 36-inch waist? I know, pretty incredible. And a hot, smoking hot girlfriend. 20-inch arms, 36-inch waist, smoking hot girlfriend, brick. Hey, keep your eyes off the goods, all right? I've brought
1: enough 2020 calendars in for everybody. (laughs) Ugh. anyways, uh, we've got the headlines half of the show coming right up, but first, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers fresh, quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, so you can savor summer flavors right from home. Foolproof step-by-step recipes mean a joyful cooking experience and a stress-free summer. Plus, HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. Customize your favorite dishes with
0: new Hello Custom offerings by swapping out one protein or side for another, upgrading for a more luxe experience or even adding protein. On this week's menu, they've got the absolutely delicious Hall of Fame Southwest Beef Cavatappi with Poblano and Smoky Red Pepper Crema, voted one of the best recipes of 2022. Plus, dozens more options for whatever you're into. Go to hellofresh.com slash weeklyweird16 and use code weeklyweird16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, there's up to 16 free meals and three free gifts by going to hellofresh.com slash weeklyweird16 and using code
1: weeklyweird16. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped. Gentlemen. Father's Day is right around the corner. Daddy's Day. And Manscaped is here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking like daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS, all in word, at Manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod is going to thank you. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind, and <laughs> the Performance Package 4.0 is here just in time for
0: your pop special day. Pop! Inside this package, he'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Box of Briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. Hey dad, why is mom smiling so much recently? The Lawnmower 4.0 will be the official MVP of Father's Day. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. But wait, there's more. Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxers 2.0. We all know that dads love their comfort and with summer just around the corner, the Boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. These new boxers are packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch, designed to cradle his boys in their own special place. This right here is a game changer. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking
1: boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. Dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for your dad. Ladies, buy this for any man in your life. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code WEIRDNEWS. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah. Shake what your daddy gave you. Nephews? Get it for your uncle. Yeah. Put the jewels in the pouch. Yeah.
0: All right. Back to the show now with the headlines part of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Starting with a headline that's an update to a story we covered a few weeks back. QAnon Queen of Canada now claims to be Queen of the World. Yeah, yeah. This woman, her rise to power has been, it's happened so quickly that most people still don't even know who she
1: is, but oh, they will. Yeah, the uh, the Platinum Jubilee was all based around the QAnon Queen. Not a lot of people know that.
0: Yeah, the yeah. I mean, yes, and the QAnon Queen, um, she is leader of the world. She does live in a trailer and drives around Canada with a very sad entourage of boomers who have all refused to pay their bills and are now deeply in debt. So not very royal seeming, but she, she let her, she let them all know that she's the leader of the the entire world now, not just Canada. So.
1: Yeah. I'm sure she told them that the platinum Jubilee was all about her.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, QAnon people love talking about holograms and uh, what did you see when Queen Elizabeth was out in her carriage uh, doing the rounds, getting waved at, Uh, a fucking hologram. Clearly. Clearly. The queen is in Guant- Guantanamo Bay. She's been replaced by a hologram. Mm-hmm. And that's all part of uh, making way for this uh, old Filipino woman in Canada, who's now queen of the world, to uh, move into Buckingham Palace.
1: Yes. Clear the way. The QAnon queen has arrived. She is waving a Kekistani flag and uh, wearing a giant yak's head. But she's uh, she's tough shit. She's your queen now. Meet your new leader. Yeah. How to Murder Your Husband writer found guilty of murdering her husband.
0: Yeah, this has popped up a couple times over the past couple of years. The trial, I feel like we covered this, but I have... it's uh, it's been going on for four years. But she was found she was found guilty. Turns yeah. out, turns out the woman who wrote How to Murder Your Husband murdered her husband.
1: Um, so... I mean, if you want to get the source material correct, this is uh, this is the writer's equivalent of uh, going method.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, so, I, like, yeah, I originally, because she, so she's like a romance horror, I guess, thriller novelist. Mm-hmm. The How to Murder Your Husband was like a blog post on her writing blog. And you can, like, go to the archive of it. It's it's a little weird. It's, like, very weir- weird reading this lady being like, ha ha, we're just having a lighthearted conversation. Like, oh, guns, so messy. Like, but a knife, way messier. Poison, stereotypical. That's the the lady's
1: murder weapon. Chill, cop. I wrote it on a blog. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, yeah. if the, fun, the jury was not allowed to factor in the how to murder your husband into their decision, though. Okay. Which I think makes sense, because, like, obviously, if they... If they if the they actual
1: act- evidence should outweigh yeah. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sure. It is funny, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, because, yeah, the court the trial would have lasted, like, 30 seconds. Like, she, she what now? She admitted to it? She admitted.
1: Yeah.
0: Woman performing oral sex on driver causes vehicle to crash into FedEx truck official sick. This was a head-on collision. Yeah, head-on. Head-on. Yeah. yeah, applied directly to the forehead. Uh, yeah, uh, there's the pictures. Do pe- the kids
1: it. these days still call "blowjobs" head like we did in the '90s? I would think so. Right? I don't know. Well, they're all eating ass now, so yeah. it's not even. It doesn't even factor into the yeah, equation. Like blowjob, gross. Yeah, like, well, this story should be about. Why somebody-
0: would you put a penis in your mouth?
1: Yeah, it's a lot harder Ugh. to drive while getting your ass ate. Ugh. So I'm sure there's there's plenty more accidents where this comes from.
0: But, uh, yeah, uh, they don't describe it, but it's like... So, It's a, it was a head-on collision. Um, the article was just like, uh, the man was injured in his groin area, but I'm like... She like, bit down. I mean, like, just even if she didn't bite the, the airbag... I'm like, more concerned for her safety, because... Yeah, I mean,
1: it, it could have... For
0: both their sake, it's... Uh, it he's in the correct position for the
1: airbag and, uh, and protective uh, seatbelt. She's like gonna get blasted in the head with it or anything else and clearly not buckled in properly yeah so but i think this was investigated so intricately because it involved a business fedex like look we have to look into this like way deeper than we usually do because uh this you know packages and all that stuff are involved it's Mm -hmm. a federal thing now so it's federal express yeah yeah so oops Now, everyone knows you're a big slut, and no one cares that you broke your neck. How'd you break your neck, Susie? Giving (laughs) head. Doing a little bok (laughs) bok. Go, 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 (laughs) go. I was eating a grapefruit. You know. How'd you break your neck eating a grapefruit? (laughs) If you're not eating grapefruit that way, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near you in a sexual relationship. $5 million in ancient art at Dallas
0: Museum of Art destroyed by man mad at his girl, police say. He destroyed a 2,400-year-old vase from ancient Greece because he's just just in a bad mood. Well, as Will Smith would say, love makes you do crazy things. Love makes you do crazy
1: things.
0: (laughs) It really does. Uh, Sometimes you're so in love that you break into a museum of art, go into their antiquity section, and just start raging. Yeah, like a rage, rage
1: cage. cage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She made fun of my
0: alopecia. I was like, "What did you want me to you do?" You go to a rage cage. You, it's like if it, it's fun, but you know, all that's that's just trash. You're smashing up. Nobody wanted it. It's not valuable. You go, you go rage cage in the antiquities department of a prestigious museum. Oh baby, now you're raging. You are destroying items that have spent literal millennia getting to where they are today with you smashing them.
1: Because you're mad at your girl. Men will do anything except go to therapy. Yeah. Even go to the antiquity section <laughs> of a local museum. Men will art. literally destroy <laughs> ancient Greek vases
0: before going to therapy.
1: Mm-hmm. California court rules that bees are a type of fish in order to protect them under the state's Endangered Species Act. It's a brilliant maneuver,
0: and it might yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's so. It's like the. Uh, I mean, this seems ridiculous, but it's it's a good thing. It's about protecting them. Uh, yeah, so basically the Endangered Species Act passed in California in like the 80s, I think. And so rather than have the legislature <coughs> have to write a whole new bill amending it to add bees as a new category. Um, Which they should they, they look, Yeah, they should eventually get around to that. But for now, they got a great band-aid because the, the fish category all, already included stuff like frogs and invertebrates. And so like, uh, yeah, I mean... Bees don't really fit in any of these categories, but if they're gonna go in any of the categories, it'd be the fish one, because that seems like the fish category was just fish, etc. in the way it was There's originally There's
1: fish written. that fly, Yeah. bees fly. Yeah. There you go. They, you know, fish swim in schools, bees fly in swarms. The only thing that I'm upset about is that the inevitable best fish of the year contest is gonna be won by a stupid bee. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to hold it way closer to the camera. <laughs> Look at it, it's huge. Amazing. <laughs> it's going to be some guy's Tinder profile picture. Yeah. The only picture I have of myself in the last five years is when I caught this bee. Oh my God, look at him protecting the species. Maybe that's endangered. Yeah, but we really these these bees. It's a big problem. Yeah, we should uh, protect them. Uh, it's probably a little too late, but uh, good that people are getting around to something.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe says British accent is universally recognized as pure evil. And he's right. Yeah.
1: He's right. Uh, yeah. I'd say to most of the world,
0: yes. To most of the world, especially um, places in Africa, India. Um, yeah. I mean, parts of South America, Caribbean.
1: Anyone. China. Anyone, really, yeah, China. Um, yeah, anyone uh, over the past Ireland couple hundred years sure. that was in the uh, the path of, uh, uh, you know, any kind of trade or discovery. Even other parts of the island of Britain. It is universally recognized as, oh, the English. They're pure evil. But to Americans, yes. you sound trust- trustworthy, smart, informed, yeah. and classy. This man's clearly well educated. He drinks tea in the afternoon. Yeah, what's going on with it's that? So quirky. Yeah. yeah. Police. Drunk driver crashes. Head straight to dealership to try to sell damaged car with missing tire.
0: That's a, a real big brain move. You you're wasted. You crash your car. This was like in an afternoon too, like broad daylight. You know those used car prices are really going through the roof. Crash your car, fucking axles falling off. Like you lose a lose one wheel. You're you're on three three tires, and you're like, what do I do? This is a bad situation. How do I get rid of this evidence? Well, you drive to the nearest uh, used car dealership, and you said, hey, take it or leave it. Damn your price. And you drive through a paint shop. Yeah, <laughs> fixes everything. Shh. Cop, they you lose all the stars. I guess this guy is also like the son of uh, Don Mattingly, the former uh, baseball player. And he's uh, the coach of the Marlins. Manager now. of the Marlins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My manager, sorry. Uh, yeah, because coaches in baseball are. The manager. Uh, yeah, the manager is the head coach. The coaches are individual. Uh, and don't superstars.
1: call them points, they're runs.
0: Yeah, they're runs. Mm-hmm. They got the runs. <laughs> But yeah, this didn't work. He showed up at the dealership and like
1: fell out of the car. And it's just like, I'm not drunk and we got a hell of a deal right here. I'll give you, you know, three wheels for the price of two. I would literally wouldn't be surprised if you told me that his dad owned the dealership because My that's, dad what, owns dealership. that's what a lot of sports people yeah, they, do. Yeah,
0: they get into auto dealer. I mean, I don't think that maybe he was looking for his dad's dealership.
1: Yeah, got the wrong one.
0: <laughs> no, you don't understand. My dad coaches the Marlins. Or he's the manager. Yeah, you know, baseball. Different yeah, it's
1: words. It's, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, you're going to want this car. Yeah. Man bitten by gator he mistook for dog in Florida, deputy say. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> oh, at <laughs> cute little bald dog. You're a big boy, aren't you? Wow, oh, look at those a, teeth.
0: Mr. Magoo shit. Yeah. Ooh, that dog's real low to the ground. One, one of them Dodsons, One of them big Dachshunds. These designer breeds getting oh, getting out of hand. <laughs> oh, jeez. Bit my hand Oh, off. my goodness. Damn alligator bit my hand off. <laughs>
1: got my hand back. When he's in heaven.
0: I guess Beautiful. he he was like he got close enough and then he started running. The alligator got him on the ankle. But I think oh, he's got okay. a zigzag
1: when you run. Yeah. Confuses them. They can't straight line. Fine. Zigzag. They can't do it.
0: You got to reach straight your arm. Kryptonite. You got to immediately instead of running away. You just rah, grab it by the snout.
1: Can't open it. Running a zigzag away from a gator. Don't engage the gator zigzag and if you're in the water you just start praying
0: i can't take gators seriously after seeing you know in aquariums uh you know
1: you can in, see their bottom
0: yeah when they swim they look they look like you'd think they would be swimming like this
1: like uh well, they look like they're walking in the water
0: yeah they're like just like so when you, yeah when you see a gator above the water i don't know it's hard to take them seriously when they're they're standing up they're trying to be people yeah it's funny Sabbath service derails after a couple begins having sex on Zoom. I thought we were past all the Zoom mistakes. I know. thought was, the world was back, baby. We are more than two years into this shit. You're still making basic faux pas. During during, uh, this was a bot mitzvah. The witnesses, they're like, yeah, the only people that, acted there, that had the cameras on were like the grandmas that don't know how to fucking turn them off. Like everyone else is just, the grandma was getting uh, doing some sex? No, this was just some couple. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, everyone else when you're on a big giant group Zoom, like Turn your camera on to wave and say hi at the beginning, and then you turn your camera off, and it's just your name. These people, um, they showed up, stayed in the chat, didn't turn their camera off, and then just had, uh, you know, mind-blowing sex to completion Good while for them. Everyone, while everyone else uh, just sort of watched while a, a child was...
1: Uh, yeah, that's the the one bad problem. Is yeah. It's like this was uh, surrounding a uh, bar mitzvah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like, having having your bot mitzvah on Zoom... That sucks. Ha, that sucks. Because that's, like, usually it's, it's a fucking rager. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at least this
1: made it memorable. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Republican Representative Madison Cawthorn failed to properly disclose up to $950,000 in cryptocurrency trades, including Let's Go Brandon Coin, Bitcoin, and Ethereum.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, he's already... Soon to be former. Yeah, I mean, he already got voted out, um, But yeah, this this they they are going. They're kicking the money's already down. They're like, uh, by the way, your life's uh,
1: any future plans you have are also on hold.
0: And this is this this one. This is entirely his fault. Yeah. And it's like, what did you think was going to fucking happen? Like, the IRS was eventually going to figure this out. But uh, uh, yeah, I guess he had a a lot of. I'm curious where the money came from. I don't know if this guy comes from a rich family. Maybe he got a lot of money off that settlement for the. The car accident. Yeah, I don't know. Because like otherwise, if it's if it's like campaign contributions, then that, then, then that would be a, a serious problem. He hasn't been a congressman long enough to like get rich through the le- legit channels yeah. yet. So like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, where did where did a million dollars come from, Madison Cawthorn? A million, a million dollars to blow on crypto trades. Maybe he's just really good at it.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he convinced a bunch of other Republican members to use their money to invest in his amazing surefire crypto schemes. Oh, my God. Dude, uh,
0: this week, um, Kristen Gillibrand and some other lady uh, senator. Was oh, like, like, oh, invest all like, your money in Bitcoin. A, yeah. Like on CNBC and literally like in the graph, the graphic is like showing every coin is just like down 10% while they're being like, yeah, it's a great... It's a great asset for your retirement portfolio. You're going to want to invest in Bitcoin. I'm like, all right, at least investigate these women right fucking <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> Whew. Anyways, um, probably not the last thing we'll hear about Madison Cawthorn, but... Uh, no. He will soon fade into obscurity unless something else no, happens. No, uh, he's...
0: He'll be back. Uh, okay. I think, I think we're going to be seeing a little bit more of Madison Cawthorn. Much like
1: COVID, he comes in waves, reappears ruins everyone's day yeah, and then leaves. Maybe he can be an intern at uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's office. Yeah. If Milo doesn't work out. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. If you haven't already, please check out our most recent episodes right over here. We got a news dump and then our welcome back video which covers a bunch of stuff. Uh, check both of those out. Subscribe to the channel. Click the join button. Do whatever. Leave a comment. Have a great weekend and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.